0: Welcome to What's Next? Living Longer, Better, Smarter. This edition, Hearing, Health, and Happiness, is made possible by VividPix.
1: VividPix is all about making it simple to relive your memories. This includes scanning or downloading photos and documents to create your family history, fast, easy, and affordable software to improve these images, and various education to help people do more. With Mary and Fred, we look forward to sharing with you on an ongoing basis many new ways to live longer, better, smarter, and not let your memories fade.
0: I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Mary Furlong. Hi, Mary.
2: Hi, Fred. This should be a really exciting and informative episode of our podcast.
0: Absolutely. Now, we have some wonderful guests joining us to talk about the issues and innovations when it comes to hearing health and happiness, a really important topic we've talked about before, and there are some new developments and innovations. Hearing Health and Happiness do go together, as we'll learn from our first guest, Dr. Charlotte Yeh, the Chief Medical Officer at AARP Services. We're very happy to see you again, Charlotte.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here.
2: Welcome back, Charlotte. And thank you so much for taking this time with us. We know you're very passionate about this issue. So hearing loss affects more than 37 million adults. And you have a very personal story to tell about it and what it can mean for health and happiness.
3: Absolutely. I feel like my father is the poster, charge, uh, poster child for hearing. Um, you know, in his 70s, in um, 60s, 70s, early 80s, like most Americans, he absolutely denied that he had any hearing loss whatsoever. This went on for years until my mother got locked out of the house because he didn't hear the doorbell ring for you know over 30 minutes standing out there. So he finally got his hearing aids and it was so remarkable to see the transformation. Before that, I'm a physician. I thought he was getting early dementia. He was walking around. He wasn't engaging with the family and friends. And, I, and when he got his hearing aids, suddenly he's regaling people with stories. He's standing up, walking with a strong stride. And interestingly enough, you know, as a very proud um, immigrant man, He actually admitted that he had been feeling very isolated from the family, extremely lonely. And had he known what hearing could do for him, he would have done this a lot sooner. Now fast forward, he's 92 years old and he has continued to adapt and adopt technology. Um, He uses his iPhone now for captioning and he loves FaceTime. More than anything else where he can see faces and read lips as he's speaking he's got a cochlear implant at this point he takes his tablet to his doctor's office so he can not only hear what the doctor's saying but he can read it along with his captioning he's learned to do family zooms um, and in fact he's become so dependent on the technology that when there was a power outage for four days in pittsburgh where he lives due to storms We actually drop ship him a power bank that he powered up with his car so he could stay connected with family. And now, believe it or not, he does family dance zooms with his grandchildren. So the power of hearing can totally keep you connected, keep you happy, have a sense of purpose, and continue to enjoy life.
0: Wow. Well, the FDA uh, this month, Charlotte outlined a plan that will allow hearing aids to be made available without the need for a medical exam, prescription, or or fitting. Tell us what your thoughts are about the move, um, which has been sought by many for for a long time.
3: Yeah, so I am very excited. This has been long awaited, long overdue, which are the um, regulations for over-the-counter hearing aids where you can now purchase it um, without a prescription You don't need an audiologist. Now it's only for mild or moderate hearing loss. Now, all the business interests and technology aside, here's what's exciting to me, is if we now make hearing devices more available, more accessible, more affordable, my hope is that this hidden epidemic of hearing loss that we never talk about will be out in the open, that we will get early detection, early intervention, that the two thirds of 70 year olds who have clinically significant hearing loss and 60, 70% never get it treated may now have an option um, to try, uh, particularly with mild or moderate hearing loss to actually have access to technology. I think for the industry, this is their opportunity to say, guess what? Older adults actually can use technology We don't have to show hearing aids as just for people that are old. I love the fact that since the pandemic, 72% of 15 plus have actually bought new technology. They've spent 194% more, the 65 and older are the fastest growing cohort of buying online. And they are now over 50% of the time using technology for financial transactions, for comparison shopping, the online shopping, as I mentioned, and seven out of 10 are actually doing virtual like FaceTime, like my father. So if this is an opportunity to celebrate that everyone and anyone can use technology and we can address one of the um, most serious issues facing us, isolation and loneliness that has been highlighted by the pandemic. What could be better? So I have a lot of hope that these regs will open up a whole new world for our older adults, for all of us.
2: Those statistics are really staggering when you think that in 2022, the boomers are going to be 76. And you look at that massive amount of people. But the final rules still have to be formulated. But the thinking is, will benefit people with mild hearing loss as well, or moderate hearing loss.
3: Right. So again, hopefully, we can start to address hearing loss early instead of like my dad waiting years and having years of disconnection with his family and affecting um, his cognitive health. So we know that if you have hearing loss, it is the single largest risk factor for avoidable dementia. The Ladson Commission of Health says about 40% of dementia is avoidable. 8%, the single biggest category is uncorrected hearing loss. We've also done other studies following hearing loss over, you know, two, five, and 10 years. And at 10 years, 52% higher risk of dementia, 41% more depression, 29% more falls. Dementia alone costs us $308 billion a year. So imagine if we can now make it more affordable, more accessible. In fact, there is um, a a study out there that took European... um, uh, cost data applied it to the U.S. and said that hearing loss costs us 133 billion dollars in healthcare costs every single year.
2: And we so, know affordability is a big issue for many people. And in the past, hearing aids were very
3: expensive, but there's hope we may even see coverage from Medicare. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm hopeful. That, that's I can- a
0: maybe, right? <laughs>
3: It's, it's, a, it's a maybe, and obviously I can't comment on, you know, which way the legislation should or shouldn't go. But again, if you think about um, what we are spending in Medicare and Medicaid, um, and $133 billion of opportunity savings to me is huge. And yet think about, um, we've all recognized the cost of social isolation and loneliness. We know in our Medicare supplemental plan, um, The 19% of people who are severely lonely costs us 20% more per member per month. And we have a solution that exists today. We don't have to go searching, which is hearing. Imagine what an impact and what we could do with cost um, savings uh, just simply by addressing hearing alone, let alone the social connection, the family, the sense of community that we can bring back. So um, I am um, wishful and uh, the FDA regs are are the first step, but whether you're into, um, you know, early technology from captioning and over-the-counter hearing aids all the way to prescription hearing aids to cochlear implants and therapeutics, there is so much opportunity if we could remember how important hearing is to our health.
2: And, you know, a lot of my work has been about the inclusion of older people in our culture as they get older, and hearing a big part of that. I smile when I see people on television with their earbuds, and, and they're glad to wear earbuds, but some people don't want hearing aids because of the stigma attached. Do you think it's different now that uh, we have the earbuds, or how do we attach, get way, away from the stigma of hearing aids?
3: Well, I absolutely hope so, that we have to address um, that hearing loss does not mean necessarily that you are simply old and you are destined for loneliness. Um, in fact, we know from ARP surveys that over 30% of millennials and Gen Ys are already having difficulty hearing in noisy places. So this is a generation, generations to come that are all going to be affected. Um, we also know that if we can address hearing loss, um, you're more productive at work. You can stay at work long, longer, um, and we need our workforce to stay financially resilient, to stay purposeful. Um, and um, my feeling is, uh, with these over-the-counter hearing aids, we all wear things in our ears. Why can't we do it? Um, there are um, even hearing aid manufacturers that have hearing aids that can translate languages. Um, this. Uh, can open up. There are are, um, technology um, uh, companies that actually are beginning to track activity, pulse oximetry, heart rate, temperature, you know, that we can now use our ears to really expand our world and horizons. So my hope is that it is no longer stigma to have things in ears. In fact, the flashier, the more colorful, uh, (laughs) the better. I want want hearing aids like my earrings, Right. You've always been a style maven too. Uh,
0: (laughs) Of course, the AARP has played a a key role, Charlotte, in in advocating for better coverage for adults. And there's a lot of innovation opportunities that you help to foster too, and and gathering information is part of that process.
3: Absolutely. So in addition to how important um, hearing is just for everyday connection, what its impact on dementia and the cost of care, but there are now studies coming out that not having hear or not having good hearing can actually impact your access to care. There's a recent study coming out that people who have a lot of trouble hearing are 49% more likely not to have a usual source of care, 85% not less likely to obtain necessary care, and 56% less likely to fill their prescriptions. And even if you have a little bit of trouble hearing, you're 60% less likely to obtain medical care and 44% less likely to um, fill your prescriptions. Here we are talking about the need for equity, the need for access, the need to make it easy for people to obtain care. And we have such a simple solution, which is the technology that is just bursting at the seams to help us with hearing.
0: when it comes to advertising, the the older adults are often ignored when it comes to this.
3: Oh, my goodness. Um, We have such a great opportunity when I look at what technology companies can do. Do you know that um, the 50 plus or the longevity economy is worth $8.3 trillion, the third largest economy behind China and the U.S., with the U.S. being number one? Um, And yet... When you look at marketing images, and I just told you 72% of older adults um, have actually purchased new technology in the last year, and yet only 5% of marketing images ever show an older adult using technology. Um, we are seven times more likely to be perceived as negative um, on media and marketing images um, we're more likely to be seen as alone, dependent on others, having others teaching us. And in fact, I know many older adults who are actually teaching their grandchildren and their children and, the, and young adults how to access and use technology. So um, we should be embracing that technology is for all of us, not just the young.
0: Here, here. Have to use that pun.
3: <laughs> I love that. And it's been great. Um, and I look forward to hearing more. Yeah. Great session, Charlotte, great
2: data and statistics. And we're also grateful for your leadership and your work. Thank you.
0: Mary, there is a lot of innovation taking place when it comes to hearing assistance. The Consumer Technology Association, in fact, has named Hera its 2021 Company of the Year. Joining us from Perth, Australia, is co-founder and executive director David Cannington. Very good to see you, David.
4: Good morning, Fred. Great to be with you.
0: Congratulations on winning this award from the CTA. It's a big deal for your efforts to make hearing assistance accessible and affordable to more people.
4: Yeah, look, it's a great honour. I mean, we've been involved with the CTA pretty much since the beginning of the company. We've launched our four products at the CES show in January. So, look, we're very, very honoured to uh, to be amongst you know thousands and thousands of companies that they could have chosen to be the company of the year. But um, yeah, you know, it's great, really, a great, great honour and privilege to be awarded that from such an esteemed organisation like the CTA.
0: Well, hearing aids are nothing new, obviously, and have evolved greatly over the years. But still, there is often, it seems, a reluctance among many people to purchase or wear them. Is that safe to say?
4: Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's very true. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the um, adoption rates of hearing aids amongst those people who have got hearing losses are still very, very low. Um, And it's it's both a problem and an opportunity for companies like ourselves.
0: So tell us about your journey, New Hero's journey, to address that.
4: Yeah, I often say that, you know, we're a seven-year overnight success story here at New Hero. We've been at it since 2014. My co-founder and I, I was in San Francisco when we started the company. He was here in Perth. We decided to set up the head office here in Perth because we had... um, tremendous access to very talented engineers down here. Um, The vision right from the beginning, Fred, was to really uh, democratise hearing health, um, to to make hearing affordable and accessible to the masses. And and we really approached that from um, being one of the pioneers in the hearable space. Um, We were one of the first companies to bring out truly wireless earbuds that had um, some hearing augmentation as a fundamental part of the functionality of the product. Um, here we are three generations later with um, IQ, IQ Buds 2 Max. Our first product was IQ Buds, uh, which we launched at um, CES last year. And it's really taken the technology to a whole new level um, in enabling people to not only customize how they hear in different locations, but also personalize their um their hearing buds to their own personal hearing profile. So we've really sort of taken all the great qualities of high-end earbud or headset and combined that with some pretty sophisticated hearing technology to enable people to control their their world of sound and their soundscape in a very affordable and convenient way.
0: And this personalization is done through an app.
4: Yeah, correct. So our product comes with an app. Um, it's 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 a really innovative Um, technology. We call it ear ID. Um, Essentially what you do is you go in and do a hearing assessment, a tonal hearing assessment. Uh, And then we use um, some technology that we license from an organization down here in Australia called the National Acoustics Lab. Um, And it's essentially um, calibration algorithms that that are used in pretty much most audiology offices around the world to calibrate high-end hearing aids but we embedded it into our app to um, calibrate our buds to um, to people's hearing profiles. So it's that that technology is called NAL, NL2, and pretty much every audiologist in the world would have heard of that or is probably using it.
0: And they sell for a whole lot less than typical hearing aids. Tell me about what you've been able to accomplish.
4: Yes, they do. Um, yeah, they sell in the U.S. for $4.99. Um, which is obviously significantly lower than even the most affordable hearing aids. I know that Bose just launched a, a product uh, that they're selling for just short of $900. Uh, look, we, we've always be- believed that, um, you know, affordability is a big factor. Um, and, um, you know, we're a situational use product. So we, we've, we've never gone into this market saying that our product should be worn all day long as an alternative to a hearing aid. Um, for those, so for those people that have got a little bit of hearing, a little bit of hearing trouble or some issues with their hearing, but don't need a hearing aid, our product's are perfect solution. So it's almost like the first step in their hearing health journey, if you're like Fred, um, need a little bit of help. A lot of us fit into that category. Um, you know, whether it's having hearing conversations in restaurants or you know, connecting online through Zoom. Um, you know, this is a perfect product at an affordable price that people can actually augment their hearing and customize how they hear in different locations.
0: Well, you mentioned one of your competitors. What advantages, and there are are several others, at least, what advantages do you feel you have over this growing number of companies trying to get into the space?
4: Um, Look, I think there's a lot of companies that have tried to get into this space and continue to get into this space. And Many of them haven't been very successful at doing that. Um, I think the, uh, you know, our vision has always been uh, that everyone will one day be wearing an earbud in their ears to augment their world and augment their life. Um, And that includes hearing aids. I mean, we believe that it's not too far in the future where people will be wearing earbuds in their ears that have all the functionality of a hearing aid at a very affordable price, well south of $1,000. Um, and they'll be doing a lot more with those buds in their ears and just augmenting their hearing. They'll be connecting to their digital world at, at many different layers. Um, and I believe that that world is not too far away for, for many people. Um, and so we look at it that way. We actually look at form factor. We're you know, we not big believers in the behind-the-ear um, hearing aid form factor. We were big believers in you know hearing bud, um, you know, form factors and technology. So that's that that's our pedigree. That's what we started the company with, and we'll continue to do that. So form factor is important, price is important, functionality is important, being able to service customers is important. Um, there's lots of things that go into a successful hearing company and uh A lot of people have uh, tried to do it and and unfortunately have fallen by the wayside.
0: And the form factor really removes the stigma that some people attach to wearing a hearing aid. That I don't want people to see me wearing uh, any kind of hearing assistance. No one knows. Yeah, no,
4: yeah, no, absolutely. We approached this um, right from the beginning when we started the company, that we were not ashamed to, to have our customers wear something in their ears and and, and frankly, Apple AirPods has really helped the mass adoption of wearing strange things in your ears that are quite obvious. Whereas a lot of the hearing aid companies have spent a lot of time trying to hide their product or help their customers hide their products. We're big believers that, you know, people, everyone's going to be wearing earbuds. Um, so uh, just make sure that they look good and they're comfortable, they've got a good fit and they're well-designed and, and we're not seeing too many consumers saying, no, I wouldn't wear that in our ears.
0: Very interesting. So tell us where people can go for more information, maybe to buy.
4: Yeah, sure. They can go to com. That's N-U-H-E-A-R-A.com or just search IQbuds. Uh, they're available uh, on our website in seven different regions around the world, or they're also available uh Major retailers in the US like Best Buy and Walgreens and uh, Crutchfield and, and uh, retailers like that.
0: David, congratulations once again on what New Hera has been doing and the CTA award and the difference that you're making.
4: Thanks very much. I greatly appreciate it.
0: Mary, hearing loss can affect our lives in in many ways, as we've learned. Uh, One of those ways is our ability to enjoy home entertainment. Zvox Audio was co-founded about 18 years ago by Tom Hannaher, and his mission has been to use technology to address some of those issues. Thanks for joining us, Tom.
5: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Give us a little more background about the company so we know more about Zvox.
5: Well, Zvox was started in 2003 with the primary mission of making uh, sound systems simpler, particularly home theater. Home theater at that point was five speakers and a subwoofer and a complex receiver and owner's manuals the size of phone books. And I just thought this has to be made simpler. So we created what uh, CNET now calls the, the world's most first commercially successful sound bar. Uh, In 2003, the sound bar didn't exist, and we uh, came into existence to to change that. And later on, we created the the sound base, which is a, a low, wide platform speaker that you can put your TV on top of that also was one cabinet with one connecting wire, trying to make really good sound, simple, easy to connect, easy to use. But uh, over time, we got feedback from a number of customers, especially on our more affordable $200 systems. And they told us, I'm not buying this for surround sound or home theater or bass. I'm buying it because I can't understand what people are saying on TV. And we were surprised by that. We we knew it was a phenomenon, but we didn't know that so many people were, were buying our speakers to solve this problem. And when that happened, which was about 2006, we really changed our focus to try to make speakers that really focused on dialogue clarity. And that changed our business and and what we make dramatically.
2: Well, I always love it when an entrepreneur finds product market fit. And so it's sometimes we just stumble across it and Uh, I remember a story uh, years ago when we were building a lifelong learning center at a university in LA, Cal State, and the seniors funded the university and the first thing they asked for was the sound amplification in their center. So it became hugely important to have that sound. And how does it work when you turn up the volume you don't wanna blast everyone else out of the room. So tell us, walk us through how it does work.
5: Well, you know, that's an interesting point because uh, a great deal of of the the work I've done, I I kind of dedicate to my father who was in the artillery in World War II and lost his hearing completely by the time he was 70. and uh, But up to that point, and he still was able to, to, to watch TV, but he would turn the sound of the TV up so loud, it would drive my mother out of the room. Uh, the problem with turning up the TV is that you're turning up everything. All the sound gets louder, the, the special effects, the music, the crowd noises. Plus it's it's garbage in, garbage out. If it's a bad speaker to begin with, you're just making a bad speaker louder. That's not solving a problem. Uh, our AccuVoice technology, which we came up with in 2015, actually finds a way to remove the dialogue from the soundtrack so that it can be manipulated separately without affecting all the other sound effects. So in in essence, you can turn up the voices but leave all the other sounds at the same volume level. And we do other things besides turn up the voices. We compress them. We actually add a form of artificial distortion that makes the words easier to understand because they've got sort of an edge on them. We do all the things that a really good hearing aid would do, but we do it in an amplified loudspeaker that everybody in the room can listen to.
0: I've had a chance to to listen to it. A great great job, Tom. Now, is there is there a simple way to explain what you're doing? How do you remove the dialogue or separate the dialogue? You're not removing it, you're enhancing it. Uh, enhance the dialogue?
5: Well, what we're doing is we're separating it from the rest of the soundtrack. And and we, we use our patented technology to do that. And it's it's a pretty clever uh, uh, trick. Uh, but the the, the the cool part about it is that once that you, you've got the, the voices separate, you can manipulate them, make them really clear. But the manipulation you're applying, the increased volume, the equalization, the compression, the artificial distortion aren't being applied to the other aspects of the the sound. So the the music and the wind and crowd noises all stay the same, they they don't sound any different. They might be softer. The comparison I like to to use is that uh, a picture going to a a Broadway play and you've got five people lined up in the middle of the stage and they're all singing, but then it's time for a solo and the, the one in the middle takes three steps forward and starts singing the solo. That solo is more clear because he stepped closer to the crowd. And then further settings are the equivalent of pushing the other four singers back. So they take four steps back. The soloist takes three steps forward that's a good analogy of how Acuvoice works.
0: So tell us where where pricing starts, and this is we're talking, I guess, with the, the typical Zvox uh, soundbar, your latest on the market.
5: Well, uh, in our in our Acuvoice series, which are speakers really specifically designed to to put a great focus on dialogue clarity, the, the entry level product is, is really quite small. It, it's uh, 12, 10 inches wide and about two and a half inches high and sells for $99. Uh, the, uh, the top of the line accu speaker at this point is 24 inches wide, has a wood cabinet. It comes in three different finishes. This is black ash, it comes in cherry and in walnut. And it's uh, at two forty nine ninety nine. And our best-selling model, which I, I don't happen to have one right here, is 17 inches wide and sells for $199.99.
0: Terrific. And you have other headphones and and such as well that that can assist people as needed, right?
5: Yes, we have uh, uh, noise-canceling headphones with AccuVoice technology. We actually sell a line of of Zvox hearing aids, uh, which are uh, available now. They're actually uh, a very good deal right now. Uh, So we sell hearing aids also, and we're now working on Uh, a number of new products that use AccuVoice technology in different ways because it's been such a popular concept.
2: Fred, we're gonna put this in our marketplace and I think it's a great holiday gift for people especially when other things are in short supply. So tell us how we find you on your website.
5: Well, we are at zvox.com. That's Z is in zebra, V is in Victor, O-X.com. Uh, we're also available on amazon.com, on walmart.com. Uh, uh, so you can buy us in a number of places online. Uh, uh, choose your favorite.
0: Well, congratulations on the innovations, Tom. And stay tuned, stay with us. Because before we go, we want to have a little fun talking about a favorite family Holiday Mary.
2: Oh, I'm so excited for Halloween this year. All the decorations, the costumes, the candy. It was always such a highlight in the companies I worked in where people dressed up. Just, so let's have our own Halloween party here.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing my costume, an old guy. And it's so, <laughs> and it's my birthday. <laughs> oh, Halloween happy, is my Halloween birthday. is your birthday. Well, happy, oh, bur- happy birthday you- in advance. We have a lot of memories about Halloween, and that leads us to Vivid Pics, our sponsor in this episode. Rick Voigt is the CEO.
1: Glad to see you, Rick. Fred, great to see you, Mary, Tom.
2: Rick, you you really help people bring back photographic memories. Um, gosh, I you brought back that photo for me from the newspaper with my parents at the opening day of baseball. Um, And documents too. So we wanted you to show an example of how you do this, because a picture is a thousand words. And um, I went through my Halloween pictures. It was fun to do that. So I know there will be lots of pictures taken this Halloween. So tell us the process.
0: Yeah, Tell us what you do and what the restore is all about, Rick.
1: Sounds good. Well, first off, Tom, it's a pleasure meeting you. Um, I'm a fan of your product. I have been for a couple of decades. Uh, and I think the word of mouth is a big reason why your product does well. You you create fabulous products. Um, what VividPix does is we have the process whereby we analyze an image and that might be a, an old sepia tone, a black and white or a colored photograph. It could be a newspaper and different colors and or black and white within those, those documents. And through our artificial intelligence, we analyze the color shift and the, and the contrast shift that's occurred in those images. So oftentimes say with pictures, they, they look more red. And the reason for that is the dye of RGB, red, green, blue, has changed. And we're able to see the differences in what it should be, and also with the white balance. And we're able to bring things back to color balance.
0: And I think you can show us uh, a few things, Rick.
1: <laughs> so so Mary, thank you so much for sending over this photograph of you. And it looks like you were having a, a lovely, what what could have been a, uh, holiday party, but it was a Halloween party, so I love the the one person's. But I am able to read on the right that this was your Halloween card, Fred. You were thoughtful of sending over a couple of images, and I was I was able to um, find this a uh, couple of pumpkin patch pictures. So it's nice hearing that this is a 30 year old photograph, and and this. Really, kind of illustrates what I was just saying. This is that red tends to become more prominent within images, and the green and the blue less so. And uh, and and Tom, it wouldn't be fair of me to uh, to come here and and show other people's images without sharing uh, one of two, one or two of yours. So I happened upon, um, gosh. Um, and uh, a, a relatively old photograph, I would guess, of yours, and it, it, it looks like it was probably at the time of, um, gosh, who was the name of the the movie guy? That's Austin Powers. Austin Powers. So I so I came upon this 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 one of yours, and and similarly, this is faded red, so that. The, the goal does not come, come through quite as much. And I have to say, you know, Halloween is a time for kids to get, to get dressed up, but, you know, children of all ages, of course, get, get dressed up as well. And, and Tom, uh, we're all a little bit younger uh, than we are today. So this is a, a fun picture of, of you. Uh, and uh, I found this one as well of um, being super parents. One of, one of the things,
0: Rick, that I uh, wanted to highlight is just how simple your software is for anyone to use. I mean, you did the demo here and showed the results, but people can choose which restoration image they want to go with. You give them choices.
1: Yeah. So, so Randy, my business partner, and I uh, both have Kodak roots. And Tom, by the way, uh, my... My business partner is over 90% hearing impaired um, and I went to school at RIT, which is one of the best universities for the hearing impaired, impaired the NTID portion of the university. Um, and having Kodak roots, what, what George Eastman did well to advance photography is he made it simple for, other, for people to be able to take pictures. So you press the button, we do the rest. And that's what we set out to do with our software.
0: Terrific, Rick. And where can people find
1: you? So our website is vivid, V as in Victor I, V as in Victor I, D as in dog, like vivid colors, dash, picks P as in Paul IX.com.
2: I thought that the um, case studies of these companies with hearing and vision are so important to older adults and their caregivers. And I just wanted to um, thank you because you provided really easy to use solutions using technology that can really become a part of our daily lives. And who doesn't have fun looking at old photographs? You brought back such fun memories and how great to see that pumpkin patch and those Superman photos. And and of course, I love those Halloween parties we had. They were a great memory. Thank you both.
1: Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. My sincere pleasure. Thanks. Good to see y'all. So Mary, we, we hope
0: everyone has a, a fun Halloween and uh, remembers to stay healthy and take care of their hearing. And this was a lot of fun.
2: Yes, I I really love it when technology solves a problem and when people stay in the game for a while and keep improving it. And as the boomers get older, you know, their hearing wanes, their vision wanes and seeing these new technology solutions are very exciting. Uh, so I wish you a happy Halloween. Don't tell me your costume till I see you uh, on our (laughs) podcast, our next podcast.
0: Sometimes Uh, I like to surprise the kids when they come to the door and I'm hoping more will come back this year. I don't know that that'd be the case.
2: Right. I'm only really excited to hear about my granddaughter's, uh, costume i always try to be an angel because everyone's nice to angels and the rest of the year i'm not always such an angel right (laughs) Uh, okay listen take care
0: have a great halloween and for more info folks can head to maryfurlong.com slash podcast you'll find links there and you'll find our other podcasts too thank you for listening or watching